Welcome to Conservation Unfiltered, presented by Conserve the Wild, your destination for an unfiltered look at conservation. Now, let's get wild. Welcome back to another episode of Conservation Unfiltered. This is episode number 12, Storytime, Spring Turkey 2019 edition. In this episode, you're going to hear stories from myself, my co-host Talon, and our boss, Pat, and how our spring turkey seasons this year were all successful. We'll talk about how some of it was just blind luck, some of it was good strategy, and some was a lot of hard work. We also delve into some of the recipes we intend to use with the meat that we got from our spring turkeys. Hey everyone, I just wanted to give you a quick heads up about today's episode. In today's episode, I will be sharing successful hunting stories. At Conserve the Wild, we support conservation as defined by the North American Model of Conservation. This model supports conservation decisions based on sound scientific research. One of the seven basic principles of this model dictates the opportunity of hunting for all people. When hunting is required by sound scientific management to sustain wildlife, We support it to help manage people's expectations of wildlife in any given area. We understand that hunting is not a fitting hobby for everyone. However, we also believe that hunting is an integral part of American society and provides for clean, ethically sourced food. From time to time, we'll provide our platform to people, including ourselves, to share their hunting experiences. This is one of those times. Welcome back to another episode of Conservation Unfiltered. I'm sitting here with Talon again. I'm back. And uh, we got a special guest with us, Pat. Hello, everybody. Good to be here. So we're going to come at you today with uh, some spring turkey uh, stories. Just uh, is ending for us here in a couple days. But uh, we're good. all done. Yeah, the good news for all three of us is now we are all done with our spring turkey season. Uh, and that's a, that's a good reason for us to be done Mm -hmm. so uh who wants to uh throw out their first story who shot the first turkey it's a good question i know it wasn't me i know it wasn't you either mine was the second saturday second saturday second saturday yeah yours was the first wasn't it i shot mine first saturday there you go so you're up first yeah there you go i already told mine though that's okay i feel like on a different podcast that's okay no one listened to that one anyway so you're probably no one's gonna listen to this one that's all right so Um, so where, where do you want me to start well, like the, I, tell us as much as you want to tell us. Okay. Uh, normally, I set up in, in this farm, uh, first light, listen for where they're at, and then I, I go set up uh, wherever based on wherever I hear them. I couldn't get out first thing in the morning because my wife flew out to California. She's a big runner for whatever reason. I run so I don't die. She runs because she likes it. Because she doesn't hunt. That's probably true. Would you <laughs> rather her hunt or not hunt? No. Okay. Keep her out of the woods. <laughs> Keep her out of the woods. <laughs> that would get you the more time to hunt. That would be the, probably the only benefit mm. of it. It would probably get you less time to hunt because she'd want to go hunt and you'd have to watch the kid. Well, he'll, then he'd be able to come. Well, that's true. Although your yeah, hunts would be, be shorter because they would get cold and they would be hungry and they would want to you know, be distracted. And 
And we would never see anything because I know, Pat, you've never <laughs> met my wife, but I think Jason has. She's a talker. <laughs> we, wouldn't, we wouldn't see anything in the woods. <laughs> but, so she, she does her running thing. But anyway, she's running a race out in California. So her flight left at like 4.30 in the morning on the first day of Turkey. Well, I'm not waking up my mom to watch my kid at 4.30 in the morning on the first day of Turkey season. So I had to wait until he woke up take him out to their house and then by the time I got to the farm near where I live it was 8:35 when I pulled into the bar parking lot like there's a bar there and the farm's behind it and as soon as I pulled in there were already 20 turkey out in the field so in the middle of this field there's like a little uh like group of trees you know it's like a wet spot that you can't plow and farm and over the years a couple of trees sprout up through it you know I was going to go in sit there because all morning turkey usually just kind of meander through this field wasn't even going to call because remember how windy it was that first day? It was real windy the first day. So I wasn't even going to call. I was just going to sit there and hope one walked by. Well, I couldn't get to that point because the turkey were already out in the field. So I had to run out around the bar, like to the main road, run up to the next field, and I started running up the hill to get to the top because at the top of the hill, there's a front corner and a back corner where the turkey leave the field from. I could only get to the front corner because as I got up to the hill – I could see the turkey. If they could see you, or if I can see them, they can see me. So I had to like army crawl to this big oak tree of their exit path out of the field. I set up, a tom runs off all these hens into the woods and three jakes stayed out in the field and they started meandering toward me. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. They're coming right at me. And as soon as they hit the bottom of that hill, instead of coming to me, they turned and started exiting the back corner. So I'm like, they're jakes. What's the big deal if I get up and they spook, you know, whatever. They're dumb. Yeah. So as soon as I lost sight of them and they got to the bottom of the hill, I got up, went into the next field over, and, you know, hedgerows in a field are 10 yards wide and thick and you can't see through them. So I just started, like, sprinting on the other field. <laughs> and I'm not kidding, like, sprinting, running. I got my gun up in the air because this field hasn't been cut in years, so it's starting to get overgrown. I'm, like, holding my gun up like as high as I can, so I'm not like breaking brush with it. I'm holding my pack down across me and I'm just running through. Then I get to a point, I'm army crawling through stuff. I'm just trying to get to this back corner as fast as I can because there was an opening in the back corner of the field, like 30 yards, 40 yards across. Like it's just like an opening in the middle of the woods. And I'm like, maybe they'll walk through there. So I sat down, make one like desperate turkey call because I'm like way out of breath. Because like I said, I run so I don't die. You know, so I'm like huffing and puffing, like, like it sounded terrible, but I sound like a turkey. So, Hey, it was just me making noise. Not some weird guy trying to shoot you. And not five seconds later, I see three heads come walking in and they walked right into that opening. Two walked behind this shrub and the third one walked in front of it. And the third one did not make it past the shrub. So it was cool, man. It was exciting. How far of a shot was that? 35. Pretty close. Yeah, about 35. It wasn't too bad. And the best part of the story was my buddy was supposed to stay there and hunt with me. He was going to be there I in the morning. you telling me that. Mm-hmm. A cow got out. This is his family's farm. A cow got out, so he had to go help with the cow <laughs> that got out of the barn. He leaves, go helps with the cow. Instead of going back and like waiting for me or going back in the woods or whatever, he went back to his parents' house and took a nap on the couch. And so I'm texting him, like, I'm here, where are you? You know, he's not answering, he's not answering. If he would have stayed and hunted with me, and I love reminding him about this because he's never shot a turkey, and he's like, can I go? You know, I want to shoot turkey, I'm taking him. 
I shot the I shot the turkey and the two other Jakes that were with it turned around and were like pecking at it. Like if he would have been with me, he would have been able to shoot, you know, one of the ones that, that was with it. So can't, he missed out. Can't shoot one from the couch. Yeah. That's what I told him. I was like, You're never gonna shoot a yeah. bird sleeping on your parents' couch. I'm like, You're gonna go out out to your house yep. to sleep on a couch. You had to go to your parents' house, eat their food and sleep on their couch. Like, come on. So that's I funny. still like making fun of him. He gave me a ride to work this morning, and yeah. I was like, hey, remember when we drove by that field? I was like, hey, remember when you didn't uh, – <laughs> did, did he go back out after that? He, he went out a couple of times, but Nothing. no, Nothing. no luck. No luck. He, he still – he always says, he's like, the only time I ever see a turkey is when I'm with you. I'm like, maybe I'm bringing luck, luck or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. Well, then, I mean, you had a good season then after that too. Yeah. Yeah. I went up to our camp the next weekend and took my sister out because she's just starting to get into hunting. Turkey hunting. She's been deer hunting for a couple of years now, like once she got done with college and all that stuff. And I called one in for at six, it was like, had to be like 6.15, right off the roost. And we got him to shoot across the top of the property. And she missed him at 40 yards. And she was devastated. And I had to rub it in. Like oh, I rubbed yeah, it in the entire, the entire rest of the day. I was like, you know, you are like, because we're up at camp, like Allegheny mm-hmm. National Forest oh, is yeah. no joke turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you can sit there all day and not see or hear anything, or you can walk around. I like walking around. So she misses. She's all down in the dumps. I go, you know, I'm going to punish you for this. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, you'll see. So this is at 6.30 in the morning. Well, five and a half hours later, <laughs> after going up and down sides of mountains looking for turkey, she finally figured what I was talking about. Like, you're going to get punished for missing that bird. So, when But she, then she ended up shooting one. Yeah, she learned her mm-hmm. lesson. She ended up shooting yep. one. She ended up shooting that one. That was an evening bird, too. All by herself, too. Yeah. That's yeah. that's impressive. Catching yep. one in the evening, that's pretty tough. Yeah, she set up. We told her, you know, like, go to where you know they roost, hang out. You might not even have she to call. She called them or nothing? I think she said she called, um, but most likely, you know, they, they're not super responsive. Right, yeah. In the evening, they're just trying to locate where everybody is for the next day. Right. And he, she caught her going to the roost, and or she caught him going to the roost, and uh, it was a nice bird. Nice. Biggest one between my brother – me, my brother, and her. She shot the biggest bird. Nice, good for yep. her. How about that? Huh. Yeah. That was that yeah. her first time. That was her first. That's awesome. Yep. And out of the three of us, she shot the biggest buck too. Yeah. yeah. Makes first sense. year, of she did. first year she hunts rifle. I know this. We're talking about turkey. First year she hunts rifle season, right? So up at camp, like you know, like at home, like hunting the farms different, but like the big, like big woods, going yeah. into the big woods yeah. to, to hunt. I shot a buck in archery. I put her in my tree stand. She shot a one forty class eight point. Like, the thing was massive. Wow. 7.20 in the morning. We're telling her, like, well, you might not see a buck all day. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to be sitting there from Stay patient, dark to right? dark. You yeah. know, it's be ready for it. 7.20. I'm back at camp. The phone rings at camp. And it's like this step breaking up. I shot big, you know, like the <laughs> how the phone, cell phone's breaking up. I'm like, oh, God. We go in, and it's just this massive, massive wow. buck sitting there. Gotta love beginner's luck. Oh, my God. I know. Good for her, though. I never had it, but gotta love it for other people. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, Pat, so uh, you shot yours on the second Saturday. You know yeah. what? I'm realizing that I actually shot my bird first. I know, because yeah, I remember I getting so the picture. Too. You were, I thought you were so you know, too. Well, yeah. you know what confused me was the prom. So yeah. Yeah. normally last year, uh, my hunt lasted about 45 minutes the first time I went out. Luck of the draw when mm-hmm. I put my blind. Here comes, you know, here comes a turkey. Um, I got it pretty early and got that one out of the way. So I wanted to hunt back at that same spot, set my blind up, um, was ready to go. But I knew that I had the prom 
the second Saturday, yep. so I knew I wasn't going to be able to go to camp, and I really wanted to hunt at camp for the first time. I never turkey hunted up at camp. Mine's not too far from yours. Yep. Up, you know, same where mm-hmm. all three of ours are yep. up in the same, you know, same area. So I really wanted to try to hunt there because I knew I had to chaperone the prom the following weekend, so I needed to stay local. Um, so my hunt this year, um, pretty much the same as last year, just maybe luck of the draw, lasted about 40 minutes maybe. Um, so, so you've been turkey hunting for what? This is this is my third year like seriously trying yeah. to turkey hunt. So you've hunted for in three years, uh, maybe what, an hour and maybe, a half? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. The, the first year I turkey hunted, I went out probably four times. Um and I missed my first one with my father-in-law, oh, yeah, and he never that. let me live that down oh, yeah, either. It was that. a poke. It was probably 50-plus, maybe closer to 60, yeah, and, and he couldn't story. get it to come in any further, and he just said, try it, take yeah. it, and um, and I missed. So uh, this hunt was by myself. Last year was by myself. So uh, it was something that you know I wanted to do on my own and, and try to do it up at camp for the first time and it just happened to work out that way uh first day super windy again super but where windy. i'm at in my camp i'm kind of in a bowl so i didn't get the wind that you got well, it yeah. was bad. um yeah. i really didn't notice i noticed it a little bit but not you know to that extent so about um five ish five thirty um i got a huge dog and i wanted to let him out to go to the bathroom before i got into hunting and as soon as I opened the door, not thinking in a million years, I've never, since I've owned the camp, never heard a turkey, never saw a turkey, don't have any pictures on my trail cam of a turkey. So I thought, there's no way. Yeah. You know, this is just something for me to get out in the woods for a couple hours, have some fun. And sure enough, as soon as I open my door to camp, I hear goblin. And my dog starts to bark. And his bark <laughs> is not soft. Yeah. Um, so a massive bark is is pretty you know intimidating he barked one time i grabbed him by the collar i threw him into camp didn't even grab my coffee didn't grab my decoy grabbed my gun and started going up the driveway um so where my camp's at down in a uh, in a bowl uh you know nothing around it so i'm trying to figure out where the gobbles are coming from i know it's straight ahead right out my front door but it's up on the hill a little bit and I got to try to locate where they're at. So I start up the driveway. Um, it's just starting to get light out. Um, so I'm kind of trying to pick a spot where I can tuck in and get under some cover because I don't have a blind. I've never hunted turkey in anything other than a blind. So now I got to try to find a spot to kind of say conceal it a little bit so they don't see me. I, I find out where they're coming from, where the, where the, the noise is from. So I find a little area I can tuck in. You know, uh, I get a spot where I'm thinking I, I think they're going to come. Uh, I'm hearing them. I'm starting to call. They're responding. I'm calling. They're responding. And I see two mature toms. I don't see any hens. And it looks like they're two by themselves. They're kind of walking around. They look like they're making their way over to me. Uh, but they're taking some time to get over there. Then I lose them. I start calling. I hear them again. Then I spot them again. And I think they're going to come to my left. And I'm ready, I'm tucked in, I'm, my gun's off safety, I'm waiting for them to come, I got a clear shot, um, but I can't get them to come. And I lose them for a second, and I realize that they're coming now above me to my left. So now I have to get up and turn completely around of the, you know, the, the brush is all behind my back. 
Uh, I got a nice drop behind my back. So now I had to stand up and turn completely around to, to my back, um, which ended up working out nice because it almost gave me a little bit of a shooting rail. You know, I'm yeah. right on that brush. So I see both toms coming, but now uh, the corner of my eye, they're with three hens. Uh, I don't, again, I don't have a decoy. I stopped calling probably 10 minutes ago and I'm just kind of being very patient, letting them kind of make their way to me. Uh, where my camp's located, there's a field behind me. So I'm thinking they're gonna try to get to that field eventually. It's still pretty early. Um, they just came down. So I think they're gonna be making their way towards the, the field and I'm kind of gonna cut them off be between then. Um, so I think they knew where I was making calls, but they couldn't see anything because it was, you know, it, there's a lot of deadfall around me, a lot of trees. You've been to my camp. Yep. It's, there's no big clearings no. Of, of anything. So it's, it's pretty, you know, heavy tree area where I'm at. So they don't even see me. And uh, I figured both toms were, you know, obviously shootable, mature birds. So I was hitting the first one that I got a shot at. And I knew I saw it coming safety off i waited for it to cross as soon as it got past the tree i was going to take the shot and i'm thinking max 20 yards but probably more like 15. Yes. and as soon as it went past the tree i dropped it and um, the other birds scattered and it was funny because all morning i saw deer i saw i heard turkey i saw birds i heard an owl i saw squirrels i, I mean there was so much action the whole mm -hmm. time deer were running right by me all morning and uh, as soon as I shot, they all scattered. They started flying, <laughs> and uh, it flopped for a couple seconds, and, and that was it. Done. Yeah. yeah I, so I remember coming over to your camp uh, that afternoon. I mean, yeah. That, that was a, that was a nice bird. Yeah. That and, was a and, real nice and, bird. Uh, so I, you know, I went back to camp, and it, and I was back in my camp, unloaded, drinking coffee at seven fifteen. So you made your wife think it's going to be easy. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I pretty much did. Well, she was there, luckily, to take yeah, the picture. I mean. you know, yeah. She took the picture. I sent it, sent it out pretty early. Yeah. Um, breasted it, and uh, was eating breakfast and it, it by eight o'clock. So that was a, a fun hunt, a lot of action, but quick. And while you guys were having all this early success, I was uh, <laughs> toiling away in in the woods for days and days and days. <laughs> about one of our partners, SOS Gear. SOS Gear is based in Montana and run by Chelsea, and she makes some great products out of paracord. Right now I'm holding a belt Chelsea made me just a couple weeks ago. This belt is absolutely gorgeous. I went with the black and black camo, but that's not even the best part. My father's been wearing the same style belt for a year, and it looks brand new. Other people I've talked to have worn their belts without any rips or frays for two, three, and even five years. There's a wide range of colors you can pick from, so you can make your own statement. Check out some of her products she's made over at her Instagram, SOSGearMT, or her Twitter, at SOSGearMT. You can order a belt of your own at SOSGearMT.com. That's SOSGearMT.com. For me, first day, all that wind, there were deer everywhere, just like you were saying. Yeah. I saw a ton of deer. Um, no turkey. <laughs> I, I did see two, uh, two gobblers, but uh, it was close to some other camps. And a uh, guy pulled in, slammed his door, and they flew off. So that was day one. Um, day two of a hunt, uh, it was like 11 o'clock, and I heard one. I was actually back at camp and uh, sort of same deal, letting the dogs out. 
as I was hunting in the game lands, came back, let the dogs out, and then I was going to just take a walk. And I heard one gobble on the ridge, so I thought, oh, I'm going to go after it. But I got too aggressive, and he busted me, and that was it. So bring us to this last Saturday now. Uh, my uncle was up. I was going to go, like we talked about, and try to cut him off to a big field that's mm -hmm. our neighbor's property. But since my uncle was up, he decided he was going to go pretty similar spot, and I didn't want to get too involved with that. Uh, so I decided to just sit at our orchard that we're trying to trying to start. And uh, it's nice, uh, about a quarter acre opening uh, from an old logging uh, landing from the last time we had it logged. And it's like, I'll just sit there. It seems like once the grass starts growing up pretty good, that uh, really mid-morning, a lot of the birds start coming back into that area. So I was like, oh, I'll just sit there and basically I'm in it for the long haul. And as soon as it gets a little bit light, you know, I, I heard one gobble off in the distance and then it was, it was amazing. It was like they sounded off on each other. You just hear them coming right up out of the hollow and onto our ridge. There's five birds total. And the last one, the gobble was, sounded like he was only maybe a hundred yards away from me. So I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. There's one close. Well, normally they fly the other, the other way. Cause that's the way the field is. And I, after he gobbled the second time, I thought, you know what? I'm going to call and see if he responds. At least let him know I'm here. So I call, and he responds to me. Okay, wait a little bit. I call one more time. He responds again. Like, okay, he knows I'm here. I'm done. I'm not going to call. He'll come back. Once he deals with his hens, he'll come back to me. And then it wasn't five or ten minutes later, I hear him fly down, and he gobbles again, and he's on my side of the ridge. So he flew down towards me. So I'm like, oh, crap. Like, this is going to happen. All right. So... I had one decoy out. I had it sort of to my left, uh, and he was gobbling to my right. So as he's getting closer and gobbling, I'm, I realize, like, he's coming down to my right. I'm not going to be able to shoot in the position that I'm at. So I'd move around the tree a little bit, so at least he's coming down towards me. So he can either go a little to my right, there's an opening in the woods, or if he keeps coming down our access road, he'll come right into the orchard, and it'll be just off to my left a little in the front and left. But, the, okay, he's coming. And I hear him gobble, and he was, there's nothing but brush right in front of me. And he's right on the other side of that brush. All right, safety's off. He's coming. Nothing. I hear nothing. Five minutes goes by, and I hear nothing. No gobble, no nothing. I'm sitting there. Him. I don't see him. Nothing. I Like, what happened? Where did he go? You know? So I'm sort of, I put the safety back on. I'm looking a little to my right, looking to where I think he's going to come out for that access road, and I'm not seeing him. Keep looking back and forth and back and forth and thinking, man, did he see me move? Or like, what? I don't understand what happened. I look to my right, I don't see anything, and all of a sudden I just, as I slowly scan back to the left, he popped out right there, 25 yards. It's like, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> you know, like right. It's been so long, I'm not ready now. So he, luckily I had that decoys now it's to my sort of back behind me to my left I think grabbed his attention he gobbles so I'm slowly moving up in the position and then he gobbles a second time and I finally got on him and laid a hammer down and hit, that was done but the funny part about it is in that orchard we uh, planted some raspberry bushes on each side of it and to keep the deer from eating them we put like pallets around them you know mm -hmm. just so the deer can't get yeah. to them well, where I shot him, he was on the other side of those pallets. I actually had to shoot through the slats of the pallets <laughs> to get, get him. Uh, yeah, oh, of, wow. of all places. Like, well, yeah. it, well, 
extreme. I mean, the pallet was literally like a foot in front of me, you know, so it was right at the end of the barrel. So it's not like I had to like really see through yeah. the pallets. I mean, I had Doc Holliday uh, shot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it was, it, it was awesome. I mean, that, that for me, that's my first turkey. So, um, you know, I've been hunting. This is my now 21st year. My first That's ever, your first turkey up in camp? That's, that's my first spring turkey ever. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So, like, for me, since my birthday is in February, and back, you know, when we started, because you're, you're late late to the yeah, game absolutely in hunting. Late. When we started, you couldn't start until you were 12, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so, I took my hunter safety course uh, in the fall, and then I wasn't, wasn't allowed to get my license until February, which I did. So, my first hunting experience was spring turkey. Mm. My dad got me out of school on a Friday, and... Uh, we went with his buddy and he actually shot a bearded hen, but I wasn't, it came between us and he was able to get it. Um, so I've been, this is my 21st year and I now really have only been hunting spring turkey for about six years now, but mm-hmm. trying to get pretty hard into it. And this is the first one. It def, my wife knows it's not easy, no. <laughs> but this one felt easy cause it was right off the roof. So before I shot him before six o'clock, yeah. Uh, which was nice because that's, that's the way you want it. Man. Yeah, I mean that's that was awesome. That yeah. was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I think I I almost like, and I know I I love deer hunting, um, but I've only been doing that for six years now. But man, turkey's almost my favorite now. That's what I keep. I, don't know. I keep. I keep I telling just, him that he I'm keeps not saying there yet. archery, archery, <laughs> I'm not, archery. I'm not there yet. I'm. I'm I like. I like the deer meat more, uh, but the. I like getting up and moving around. I like the weather better. I like, um, you know, being able to hunt in a blind or out of a blind or, you know, responding, making call. Like, I, you know, you'll make a grunt call or doe bleat or, you know, whatever. But that back and forth between, you know, the turkey and it's, I think it's pretty neat, yep. you know. I'm, I'm still a little, I mean, archery deer hunting still my favorite at this point. But spring turkey is definitely come up a whole lot more since yeah you know i've had it's some success beat, now yeah it's hard to beat <laughs> still i'm still partial to that it's so, hard to beat. so the big the big reason why we hunt right is the meat mm-hmm. we eat it uh so what are you gonna do with yours or what have you already done? i brought the recipe this time i wrote it down okay so All i right. remembered i used um i'm turning it into breakfast breakfast sausage. that's what i did breakfast last year sausage. yeah I did you use steve, steve? I used steve that's Mills. it right here mm-hmm. I just so wrote it down. i did that exact recipe, except I substituted uh, boar meat for bacon. So my yeah. father-in-law shot a boar uh, down in Tennessee. That was my first hunt ever. Uh, was a boar hunt. And that's yeah. how. That's how I started hunting. You know, when I married my wife, my father didn't hunt. My brothers don't hunt. My uncles don't hunt. So yeah. I never hunted. But until I got married, and my father-in-law said, "Have you ever hunted before?" And I said, "No." He said, "We're going to Tennessee on a boar hunt." Yeah. So that go. was my first. So that's I used his meat and, and it was a little dry because I think that's why he used bacon because right. of the fat yeah. and the you know and, and so mine were a little dry but you'll love them. They're, that's they're what, yeah, I'm excited. I, I made it on my last year's bird. I didn't make it on this year's bird yet and I haven't even tried it yet. But and I think I had to double it for like cuz it says it's one and a half pounds of turkey. And I just cut out the breast, and I think that's I got about I did. Yeah. three pounds yeah, out of the out of turkey meat out of the breast. You're just doing one breast, or, or I'm doing them both. Oh, you're doing yeah, them both. I'm doing okay. both. So I think I did. Uh, so I think I got to double it. But one and a half pounds of turkey, a half pound of pork bat back fat uh, or bacon right. or yeah. something, mm-hmm. um, one tablespoon of salt, two teaspoons of pepper, two cloves of garlic, uh, six sage leaves, uh, two tablespoons of grated ginger, and a fourth cup of ice water. 
And you just and grind that all up together. You grind that up together. That yeah. is different than mine. That's different. I did a – he had one where he used Granny Smith apples. Mm-hmm. So it was Granny Smith apples and um, – and and uh, the bacon and the and the and the turkey. I only use one breast, but oh, it's maybe a nice I forgot to, You know what? I forgot to write down the and there were onions in it too. Yeah, onions yeah, and apples. onions and apples. Yep. That's this. So that's that, with yeah, onions with and onions apples. And I forgot to write down that. It's part. nice because you, you know how get, it is when you're teaching and kids are trying. You're trying yeah. to write like I want like dude. I want to write down a recipe. Yeah, yeah. You can wait for this math problem. <laughs> you, you get a lot more. You know, instead of just yeah. you know roasting a, a, a turkey breast and using some lunch meat or what, I think you get more meals out of one breast yeah. than you will because you you're, you you're you got the the fat going in there with the apples and the onions and it and you like can kind freeze of spreads it out. You just freeze them and, and yep. they said he said you cook the you cook the onions and apples first first cook them down yep. and then grind that in with the the meat. Yep. And then the second grind, then mix it with then all mix of it stuff, with all of it, and then grind and then, it all another time. Yeah. And then you can either cook it all and freeze it, yeah. or just I freeze. Pa- I patted it. I have a vacuum sealer. Yeah, so I patted yeah. it and vacuum sealed it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You can. Yeah. Either way, cook them. It's that's a good way to do it. Yep. No, I mean, if you really want to get hardcore, you could keep some of the uh, insides of your next deer and do that recipe and use the use the uh, natural casings. That's true. If you wanted to do I'm that, not that's get a that little. Intense. I don't have, yeah, a, I don't have a, a sausage have, stuffer. Oh no. Nah, no. I'm I not, do. I'm not there yet. Yeah, I'm. I. That's a little too far for me. I'm yeah. not uh, quite that into. I'm getting use there. Everything. Once, I get a, once I get a bigger garage, I'm getting there. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> so, I need the room. You need the room, right? So, what recipes did you do this year with your bird pet? I haven't done anything with them. I froze both of them, and I'm really. I got a buddy of mine who's a really good chef. And uh, I kind of want him to come and 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 both basically do it together. I, mm-hmm. You know, the first time I did it, um, I I brined it and let it sit in my refrigerator for I don't know almost 48 hours, and then I smoked it on a charcoal grill, and it was good. But my wife's a vegetarian, mm-hmm. and I have a huge turkey breast, and I have to eat it all myself yeah. after I've. You know, after I smoked it pretty much, roasted it, I baked it for, you know, just to kind of finish it off. But I had a big Ziploc freezer bag of, of lunch meat. Mm-hmm. And I, you, after three or four days in a row of eating turkey sandwiches, it's yep. like, as good right, as it enough, is, you know. It, yeah. And that's why I think that breakfast sausage it's is perfect. great because you can freeze mm-hmm. it. Even every Saturday you have that yep. for mm-hmm. breakfast. I put know, it in like I have like four together. Yeah, my wife eats my my wife eats that stuff, so she'll yeah. you know two for her, two for me for breakfast. Yeah. I might do a soup. I think this yeah. year. I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to do like a soup or a stew or something. Yeah, yeah. that could be good. It's well, tough. I, I like to experiment, but well, it's, culinary arts teacher. Yeah, I was well, gonna say, you like, come on, people. what do you it's, got? Man? It's tough because I want to experiment. Like when I have venison, I experiment experiment all the time because I mean you're getting. You know, 40, 50, 60 pounds of meat. We'll get your second tag you know. and shoot another bird. Well, I, and not hey, wait until I'd the end of the season. Maybe to shoot ne- one. next yeah, year like, I'm going to do that. But <laughs> like your buddy next to you gets two tags. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Um, and, and I might do that next year, but it, it's tough whenever, you know, you don't have a whole lot of meat to experiment. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with uh, what I've been told are tried and true methods. So I'm going to make some turkey nuggets out of one half of the breast, one lobe, um, which is right now, so I vacuum seal everything just because it's going to last longer in the freezer. I don't have to rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I vacuum packed. I uh, took one lobe of the breast. I cut it up into chunks that are about an inch and a half or so. Uh, and then um, added some, about two cups of buttermilk and uh, some freshly ground uh, pepper. And then vacuum sealed it as best I could without getting the liquid coming out. 
that's in the freezer. So it's meal prepped. All I gotta do is let it thaw, and that buttermilk's supposed to Takes add some, some flavor. Out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's supposed like... to flavor it a little bit, uh, and then it's just dredging it with you know flour, eggs, and uh, some breading, which I'll probably use panko deep fry it. So it's I, I've had it before, and it was really good. So let's try it again. Um, and then uh, I took the other lobe of the breast and I just froze that. I don't know what I'm going to do with that yet. I haven't decided. Um, I might try to smoke it, but I'm not sure. I'm still thinking uh, on what I want to do. And then uh, I took the two tenderloins, which is, you know, that part underneath the, the breast, uh, that little extra there. Took both of those and I added a marinade to the vacuum uh, bag of uh, Dijon mustard, uh, what else was in there? Dijon mustard, olive oil, uh, lime, or I'm sorry, lemon juice and lemon zest and salt and pepper and all that stuff. Uh, which my wife, who's not big into eating wild game meat, said smelled extremely good. There you go. So, and then that's just, you know, throw, that's just going to be a throw it on the grill for about four or five minutes. Mm-hmm. So um, she, I might get her to try that, which would be good. Uh, and then I kept the drumsticks. Um, and I think what I'm going to do with that is I'm going to use, I'm going to put those in a slow cooker with uh, basically an entire quart of uh, chicken broth just to keep them from drying out because wild meat dries out pretty fast. Right. And uh, then I'll just sort of shred it off of there. And I think I'm going to try to do tacos, try to do some mm. turkey tacos. Ooh. So uh, that I think I got that recipe from uh, Hank Shaw out of his cookbook. So I'm going to give that one a shot and see if it's any good. Have you, have you ever deep fried one? Mm-hmm. The whole thing, yeah. Yes. I, I think that's probably the next, if you know, my next one. I'll do. It's a lot harder work. You got to you got to pluck it. You got to pluck it. That's and pluck it. Yeah, yeah, that's because you you want to deep fry it with the skin. If you yeah, deep that's fry it with the skin. Yeah. I did that with the fall turkey I shot when I was Seems sixteen. Seems like a lot of work. My dad and I plucked it. It took us three and a half hours. Okay, I'll probably just stick with breast. <laughs> <and then. laughs> yeah. The, well, well you, you start plucking them, you get really good at plucking them. You know. Yeah. So. Well, your yeah, other, right. it's you're not a bad way to, it's, it's, a, it's a good way to do it. We inject them when we do it that way. Yeah, too. right. So then uh, you get some like moisture in there yeah. because even, even deep frying it, they still dry out. Right. You know? Yeah. Your other option is to, to go over to, uh, on our old stomping grounds over there to Pounds Turkey Farm. Yeah. You might be able to convince them to let you just throw it into their uh, defeathering machine that they have. Whoa. That'd be neat. Yeah. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting calls. experience, but uh, it would definitely save you a whole lot of time yeah. <laughs> doing oh, it that way. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm to make some calls. Yeah, yeah, can try it. <laughs> well, fellas, anything you want to add? Nope. I, I I'm just gonna add this, even though you're you're you got the the last bird, yours was the biggest, I think. Right? Was it? Yeah. What, what it was, was mine. I shot a Jake, yeah, you man. showed Jake. Mine was about nine inches beard. Nine, inch nine beard. Inch beard. Yeah. yeah, mine was ten. Ten, so, ten and a quarter. So ten and a quarter inch beard, and even uh, though it took you, took you to the, the, you know, a couple of times, you got the biggest one. Yeah, yeah, that so, was. There's a lot of dumb luck involved in this one. There's always yeah. Dumb luck. <laughs> yeah. See, you guys are in the like. Let's wait and shoot a big one train. I'm, no, 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 no. I I hey, tell I, you right um, now. I told if, you my house. Listen, if, if a if a Jake <laughs> would have been the first one, yeah, I shoot. Hey, if a Jake was the first one to walk in, I was shooting the Jake. Yeah, it just so too. happened this was the first uh, gobbler that walked in front of me, and it just happened yep. to have a nice beard. <laughs> that, that's yep. all you know. That's like the same way when I that deer. was not by design. I'm like same way, deer. When, I, same way when I deer hunt because yeah. you know when you're back in the middle of the woods and in the national forest there and you have an hour walk out, the small ones are a lot easier to drag. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I would probably. I don't pass up <laughs> shots where I know nope. I can make a clean shot. It's you know, it's Heck a yeah. good shot to take. So. Heck yeah. Well, hey Pat, thanks for coming on. Yep. Uh, welcome, Thanks for having me. Welcome to the No Blind Turkey Hunting Club. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of purists out there that would think that's blasphemy to hunt in blind. So, huh, okay. um, I mean, I don't care. Uh, shoot a turkey. You know, shoot a turkey. Yeah. Whatever you got to do, you right. know, as long as it's legal and that blind's legal. So, uh, but welcome to the club. I don't think I've yeah. ever shot one in a blind. I have not. Well, you've only shot one. True. True, but, but I, I, wasn't I have one of each. I have one of each, blind and no blind. Well, so. you know, and you know what's funny about that is I was at the spot where I shot this turkey. I was actually looking at my blind across the go. the orchard that was collapsed. <laughs> um, so, what for deer? You have a blind or what? I had a blind. That's what I missed my buck in archery season with this year was hmm. in in the blind, and it was. See, I've never hunted deer the blind, blind before. I will never do it again. Hmm. After my I experience, have, I've never shot one. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Put me in a tree stand. Yeah. I get a little too claustrophobic. Me too. Well, fellas, it was a good one. I think it was a good one. It was a good one. And that'll do it for another episode of Conservation Unfiltered. Thanks for joining us. Just a couple things I want to share with you. If you could, leave a rating and a review for our podcast. Hopefully a positive one. Especially if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Leave us a rating on uh, iTunes. It will definitely help get our message out there. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram at conserve the wild. You can find us on Twitter at conserve underscore wild. And if you want to drop us an email, info.conservethewild at gmail.com. We really like to hear from you, especially if you have some turkey recipes. And that'll do it for today. Have a good one till next week. Thank mm-hmm. you.